This sermon is titled God's Promises The Christian Home Part 1 Be enriched as you listen Usually we prepare our uh, pulpit calendar one year in advance so last year it was end of last year when we were preparing the calendar for 2023 we decided that the month of November we're going to take time to talk uh, to concentrate on the christian home the christian home so this month all four sundays we're going to be talking about the christian home amen now don't immediately assume we're going to talk about marriage <laughs> it's we're going to talk about different things different aspects of the christian home of course it's not going to cover everything we're going to talk about certain things and uh, I want to encourage all of us, whether you're single, you're a young adult, uh, you're married, married, and you, you're, you're probably a parent, you have children, and we also understand that there are those of us who have gone through different things in life. Maybe at this point you're sitting here, maybe you've already gone, you've gone through a divorce, or you're gone through a very troubled marriage and so on. We understand that there are people in different stages and different seasons in life and we want to be respectful of that. But I want to encourage you that no matter what stage or what season in life you are, just to receive the word of God and see how you can apply it personally into your life. So don't get offended saying hey uh he's talking only to married people or he's talking only to parents or he's only talking to you know uh children or young adults you know we understand that there are all kinds of people sitting here uh different seasons different stages we're respectful of that but uh you know we can only speak one message at a time so please uh just receive it the way you can the way it would apply into your life in the season you are and uh you know if in case you get offended please blame god don't blame me <laughs> because uh, so but we're just going to spend time this month talking about the christian family and today i want us to do something very simple we're just going to look at scripture we're just going to read verses one after the other our verses concerning the home concerning the family and i want to encourage all of us that all of us need to believe god believe his word for our home for our families so whatever you hear today regardless of what stage of life you're in whether you're a single person you're a single adult maybe you're a teenager sitting here or a young adult whatever stage you're in all of us have to take a hold of the word of god and believe god God is a God of covenant. The covenants have changed, but God has not. He's still the same God. So we are going to be reading a lot today primarily from the old covenant, from the old script, Old Testament. But don't think oh that's Old Testament doesn't apply to me. Of course it does because the God who spoke in the Old Testament, he's the same God who's speaking today. and he's the god of covenant covenants have changed his word has not changed and we can take a hold of all of those promises and say god we want to see it in our life today and the new covenant is better than the old covenant so when we read promises in the old covenant you say god that's the minimum i want more i want to see more happen in my life so 
don't discard this just because we're reading it all from the Old Testament. So today we're just going to simply go through scriptures in the Psalms, Proverbs, Isaiah, and then a little in Deuteronomy. So I'm just going to read these scriptures and just comment after each of these. Now I have not arranged them by topic or theme. That means I haven't put scriptures about the children together and about the you know, home and ma uh, marriage and so on. I'm just, we're just reading it uh, in sequence as you will find them in these books, simply because it's easy to turn. You just follow along with me. Is that okay? So we're just going to Psalms, Proverbs, Isaiah, and then a couple of verses in Deuteronomy, then we close with Malachi. So just scriptures, just reading, just commenting. I just want you to follow with me and know something that you and I, we have to believe God, believe His Word, speak His Word, and pray His Word. So let's all say this together. Believe God's Word, speak God's Word, and pray God's Word. Let's say it one more time. Believe God's Word, speak God's Word, and pray God's Word. Right? So as you hear these verses, as we just read these scriptures, we have an obligation that we have to believe these scriptures, believe the word, speak the word, say what it says, and pray it for you, for yourself, for your family. So maybe you're a young person and, and maybe your parents are you know, in, in much conflict and there's a lot of trouble at home. As you're sitting and listening to these scriptures, you take it and say, I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to pray for my parents. I'm going to pray for, my, for peace in my home because this is, this is what I'm seeing in the Bible. Maybe you're a parent, you have children, and you take these scriptures and say, I'm going to pray these over my children. Maybe your children are just a little lesser than angels. Still pray for them. You know, don't say it's all okay. Hey, just pray for them. Just still Speak the word and pray, okay? So that's all we're going to do this morning. Are you ready? All right, so let's go. These scriptures will come up on the screens. I encourage you to read it out loud with me, or you can write down the reference or look it up in your Bible if you can turn quickly. Let's start. Psalm 25, verses 12 and 13. Let's read it. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. Now, many of these scriptures use the word man, so ladies, don't feel left out. Okay? When, when, when you read man, it, it includes all of us, everybody. So who is the man? Who is the person who fears God? What will God do for him? God will teach this person in the way that he should choose. God will guide you. Then he will dwell in prosperity. God will prosper you and his descendants. And when you read the word descendants, just replace it with the word children. His children will be blessed. It will be well with them. So that's you. So I'm a person who fears God. God will guide me. God will prosper me. And it will be well with my children. My children... Uh, Sorry, Psalm 25, verse 13. He himself will dwell in prosperity and his children shall inherit the earth. Now, when we say inherit the earth, don't think about they're going to go and take control of the whole world. No, it means they're going to do well on the earth. They will do well on the earth. So let's say this together. I'm a person who fears God. God's word says, he will guide me. He will prosper me. And it will be well with my children. 
Now, those of you who are not married, still say it, right? You speak ahead. You speak in advance for your children. It will be well with them. They will inherit the earth. They will do well on the earth. Psalm 37, verses 25 and 26. Let's read it, please. Psalmist said, I've been young and now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his children are blessed. So he's saying, I've never seen the righteous forsaken and his children begging for bread. That means your children will not be in a place of want, of lack. You're righteous, God will take care of your children. You are merciful, you're generous, what will happen? Your children will be blessed. So every time you give, every time you, you know, release something to somebody else, just say, God, I thank you that as I give, this blessing is going to my children. It says he is generous, he's merciful, and his children are blessed. Are you with me? So this is God's word. You've got to believe it. Hope today you know, you'll be encouraged to believe the word of God. So let's say this together. I'm a righteous person. My children will have abundance. And my children are blessed. Amen. Psalm 90 verse 16. Let your work, let's read it together. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. So Lord, your work, you show us your mighty works. Do your mighty works in our lives and show your glory to our children. So let our children have an encounter with God's glory. Let the glory of God be revealed in their lives. So parents, let's pray. Let's say this together. Lord, let your work appear to us and your glory to our children. And even those of you not married, you speak, speak. Declare that for your future, for your family, your future. Psalm 103 verse 17. Let's read it, please. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. God's mercy, God's righteousness is on you, on your children, on your children's children. So you declare that God, your mercy and your righteousness is over me, over my family, over my children, and over my children's children. Declare that over your family. Declare that over your children. Psalm 112 verses 1 to 3. Let's read it please. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man or the woman who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His children will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. See, if you are a person who fears God, what does the Bible say? Your children will be mighty on the earth. Means they will be people of influence. They'll be people who will, of integrity, of honor, of wealth, of impact. They will be mighty on the earth. They will live life of lives of significance, of influence for the kingdom of God. 
Amen? So you declare that. Now, right now, maybe your son or daughter, maybe they're failing all the subjects. You just declare, they will be mighty on the earth. You're not moved by what you see. You're not moved by your present circumstance. The situations can change. The circumstances can change. The Word of God will prevail in your life. So you declare that. Don't be moved by what you see. So God, you said, my children will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. My children will be blessed. You declare that over their lives. Amen? I don't know. You don't seem convinced. Okay. Let's try the next verse. Psalm. Psalm 118. Verse 15, please. Psalm 118, verse 15. Let's read this. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Notice what it says. It says the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents, is in the dwelling place, in the homes of the righteous. Sometimes our homes are filled with confusion. They're filled with conflict. They're filled with strife. They're filled with a voice, all kinds of other voices. And you stand up and you say, Father, this is what your word says. Your word says that in the house of the righteous, there is a voice of rejoicing, of joy, not of complaining, not of strife, not of conflict, not of division. There is a voice of rejoicing. That's what I want in my house. I will not tolerate any other voice. And it says the voice of salvation, the voice of rejoicing and Salvation. Salvation is healing. It's wholeness. It's well-being. It's God's work in our life. That's salvation. So God, I don't want any other voice. I want the voice of rejoicing and salvation. That's what the Bible says. That's what I will have. Maybe right now, that's not the situation. But that's why you, need, you and I need to believe the Word. That's why you and I need to speak the Word. That's why you and I need to pray the Word to change the situation. Don't accept the situation the way it is. Make a demand on the Word of God and say, God, your Word says that in the tents of the righteous, in the house of the righteous, there is a voice of rejoicing. There is a voice of joy. There is a voice of salvation. That's what I want. And the right hand of the Lord does valiantly. God can do it. Amen? Do you believe that? So speak that into your home. Pray that for your family. If you're a young person and maybe you're seeing conflict go on in your home, don't give up. You speak this and say, God, I pray for my family. I pray for my parents. I pray that, God, you will change what's happening in my home, that in my home there will be the voice of rejoicing and salvation. You can do it. Amen? Next verse. Psalm 113, verse 9. He grants, let's read it please. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. So you declare, I am a joyful mother. I mean this for ladies. I am a joyful mother of children. Declare that. I am a joyful. So ladies, please, if you like to say it, say it. <laughs> I am a joyful mother of children. Declare that. This is what God's word says. And he blesses the barren woman and gives her uh, makes her like a joyful mother of children. Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5. 
Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5. Let's read it, please. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Look at verse 3. What does it say about children? Children are an heritage or an inheritance given by God. So parents, you look at your children, say they are an inheritance God has given me. What do you do with an inheritance? An inheritance blesses your life. It enriches your life. It makes your life better. It's something that's handed down to you. So God has given your children as your inheritance. That means you have right over them, not the devil. So you say, my children are an inheritance given to me by God. So devil, take your hands off of the inheritance God has given me. Amen. And I've given this inheritance to God. I've consecrated them to God. So my children are an inheritance. They bring me joy. They bring blessing in my life. And then it says, the fruit of the womb is a reward. What does a reward do? A reward brings you honor. It brings you joy. So you say, my children, they are God's inheritance for my life. They bless my life. They bring joy. They bring honor into my life. Speak like that. That's God's word. Declare your children as an inheritance given to you by God, as a reward given to you by God. And then it says, as arrows are in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. What do you do with arrows? First of all, you've got to aim and release them. Second, arrows are weapons. They help you advance. So you say, I've aimed and released my children to fulfill the purpose of God, and they will find their target. Sometimes they may look like they're going off target, but you stay strong. You say, I have aimed and released them to fulfill the purpose of God for their lives. And they will serve the purpose of advancing God's kingdom. Because they are arrows. My children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So your children are like that. You declare them that they are mighty arrows in the hands of God. They have been aimed and released for the purpose of God. And they will advance the kingdom of God. What does this verse say? It says, your children, they will not be happy as a man who has his quiver full of, full of them. They will not be ashamed. Your children will not be ashamed. So you declare God's honor on their lives. You declare that the honor of God is on their lives. And then it says, and they will turn their enemies back at the gate. It's an old way of saying that they will have authority over the enemies. They will conquer their enemies. They will dominate their enemies. So what are the enemies that are knocking at the gate of your children? Is it fear, anxiety, depression, confusion, drugs, alcohol, whatever else? You say, my children conquered their enemies. That's the word of God. I'm not making it up. Nobody seems happy here this morning. <laughs> Amen? 
This is science. This is the scriptures. This is the word of God. God says your children will turn their enemies back at the gate. Meaning the enemies will come. They're going to conquer. So you declare this over your children. My children triumph over their enemies. What are the enemies they're facing? There may be different kinds of enemies, but they conquer. They will be victorious over the enemies. So this is how you speak God's word. You believe God's word and pray God's word over your children. Psalm 128. Verses 1 through 4. Psalm 128, verses 1 through 4. Let's read this, please. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you will be happy, and it will be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children, like olive plants, all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Now, God is not partial just to men. So this verse, this psalm applies even to women. You just, just replace man with yourself. You are blessed. If you fear God, you're blessed. It will be well with you. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. Everything goes well with you. And it says that your wife will be like a fruitful wine. A fruitful wine Wine in Scripture brings joy, brings health, brings healing. It brings a blessing. So he said, my wife is like that. My wife is a fruitful wine. She brings joy and blessing and honor and, and health to our family. And your children are like olive plants. That means they are strong. They are productive. Olive plants produce the olive oil. They they. They are productive, they are strong, they are productive, and they are a support to the family. They are a blessing to the family. So the fruitful vine, the olive plants, are symbolic. They, they represent something, and you declare what they mean. Are you with me? See, God has given us His Word. We've got to take a hold of that Word, believe that Word, and say, God, I want that Word fulfilled in my life. Or you can just leave it there, color it nicely, and leave it there. Or you can believe it, speak it, and pray it. I want to encourage you. Believe the words. Speak the word. Pray the word. And say, God, I want your word fulfilled in my life. I will eat the labor of my hands. I will enjoy the work of my hands, the scripture says. I will enjoy. I will enjoy the labor of my hands. It's there. It's a blessing for everyone. Say, so this is what I want for me and my family. Believe God's word for your home. Amen? Let's go to the book of Proverbs now. There are many other scriptures. I've just you know, picked up a few uh, so that I don't keep you till evening. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 33, please. Proverbs 3, verse 33, please. Let's read it out loud together. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Look at the last part of the verse. He blesses the home of the just. So he declared, God's blessing is on my home. My home is blessed. He blesses the home of the just. This is God's word. He blesses my home. Declare that for your home. Pray that over your family. Proverbs 12 and verse 7. Proverbs 12 verse 7. The wicked are overthrown and are no more. But the house of the righteous will. Let's all read it out together again. 
the wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. So you say, the house of the righteous will stand. And this is particularly true if you're going, if your family is going through a difficult time. So, you know, let's say there's conflict at home. Maybe mom and dad are not doing well together. There's all kinds of things. You believe God. Say, no, God, I'm not going to let my family fall apart. Because your word says, you bless the house of the righteous, and the house of the righteous will stand, not collapse, not dis be dismantled and broken. The house of the righteous will stand. So you've got to believe God. God, my house is going to stand. The house of the righteous will stand. Declare that for your home. Declare that for your family. Let's read Proverbs 14, verse 11, please. Proverbs 14, verse 11. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. The tent or the dwelling place or the home of the upright will flourish. So you look at your home, you look at your family, you look at the, where you dwell and say, this place flourishes. We flourish in this place. The tent of the upright will flourish. Let's look at Proverbs 14 and verse 26. Proverbs 14, verse 26. Let's read it out loud together, please. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and His children will have a place of refuge. In God, you're walking in the fear of the Lord, you will have strong confidence. And what will happen to your children? Your children will have a place of refuge, a place of safety, a place where they can be confident. So not only you confident, because you have the fear of the Lord, but even your children have a place of confidence, a place of security, a place of safety. Your children will have a place of refuge. Declare that over them. Protect them. Speak that over their lives. Proverbs 15, verse 6. Let's read it out, please. In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. What did God say about the house of the righteous? There is much treasure. So you speak blessing over your In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. Declare that over your family. Lord, I thank you that all our needs are met. We have more than enough because your word says, in the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. Proverbs 20, verse 7. Let's read it, please. The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So say, Lord, I walk in my integrity, and my children are blessed after me. Declare blessing upon your children. They are blessed after me. I walk in my integrity. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Let's read it, please. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So he said, parents, you speak over your children. So, Lord, we train up our children the way they should go. And when they grow up, they will not depart from the ways of the Lord. Amen. Are you all with me, you all? Since chapter 1, I'm in chapter 20 now. 
Okay, <laughs> please stay. Chap okay, la Proverbs 31, verse 28. Proverbs 31, 28 is the last chapter. Proverbs 31, 28. Ladies, please read it out loud. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praises her. So ladies, say this about yourselves. My children, I, I talk ladies, you know. My children rise up and they call me blessed. And my husband also and he praises me. Declare that. This is, speak, this is the word of God. You're not just making it up. Declare this for your family, over yourselves. Declare this over your children. So, oh, my children only say bad things. No, 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 change that. My children rise up and call me blessed. My husband also, and he praises me. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, please. Book of Isaiah, we're going to read a few scriptures from Isaiah concerning the home, the family, the children. Isaiah 32, verses 17 to 19. Let's read it out loud, please. The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Though hail come down on the forest and the city brought low in humiliation. Look at God's heart. What did he promise for his people? My people will live in quiet and secure dwellings, in quiet resting places. My people will live in such homes. This is what God said. Now, the Bible says there's a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So obviously, the devil is going to come and try to disrupt this. He's going to try to come and disrupt the peace, the quietness, the safety, the security. But you say, no. God said, my people will live in peaceful dwellings, in quiet, dwell uh, quiet resting places, in secure dwellings. This home is a peaceful home. This home is a secure dwelling. This home is a quiet resting place because God said so. Amen? We have to take the whole of the Word of God. We have to fight for the Word of God. Right? So it's not like you just sit down and everything will happen. No, there's an enemy that wants to fight, wants to disrupt. But the Bible says, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You've got to take the Word and fight for it and say, this is what I'll have. This is what God promised. Put up the shield of faith against all the fiery darts of the enemy. The enemy will Throw the fiery darts, but you put up the shield of faith and you say, this is what God said. And notice what he says in verse 19. Though hail come down on the forest and though you know, the city is disrupted. In other words, you can have this blessing no matter what's happening around you. Things could be going bad. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But your home will be a peaceful dwelling, a secure, safe resting place, a quiet resting place. This is God's word. You can have it. Amen? It's good to say amen. Just encourage the preacher a little bit. Isaiah chapter 44, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 44, verses 3 and 4. Let's read it out loud together, please. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing 
on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass like willows by the water courses. What did God say? I will pour my spirit upon your children. I will pour my blessing on your offspring. So say, God's Holy Spirit is on my children. Not the spirit of the world. Not the spirit of antichrist. Not the spirit of confusion. Not the spirit of depression or oppression. No, 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 no. God said He will pour His Spirit upon my children. The Holy Spirit is upon my son, upon my daughter. You speak like that. The spirit of truth. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of knowledge. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of holiness. The Holy Spirit is upon my children. And... His blessing is upon my offspring. You declare that. His blessing is upon them. And they will grow up strong like willows by the water courses. You declare that for your children. Amen? No matter what you say, you stay with the word. You believe the word of God. You speak the word of God. And you pray the word of God for your family, for your children. Next, Isaiah 49. Verse 25, Isaiah 49, verse 25. Let's read out loud together, please. But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty will be taken away and the prey of the terrible be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you and I will save your children. So God is saying, I will contend with him who contends with you. And in other words, God says, I will fight for you and I will save your children. So there could be all kinds of things coming to pray over our children. There could be all kinds of things trying to hold them captive. But God has promised, I will contend with you, with what contends with you. And I will save your children. I will save your children. So you declare that over. Say, God contends for me. God contends for me over my children. And God has promised to save my children. Isaiah Chapter 54, verse 13. Isaiah 54, verse 13. Let's read it out loud together, please. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. All your children. And it's very interesting. Jesus quoted this in John 6. I think it's verse 45 or 46. Jesus quoted this. And he said, all your children will be taught. Don't you know the prophet said, all your children will be taught by the Lord. And everyone who's taught by the Lord comes to me, is what Jesus said. And Isaiah says, all your children will be taught by the Lord. If they are taught by the Lord, where will they end up? They will come to Jesus. Jesus said that. So you declare, all my children. They are taught by the Lord. God is working. God is speaking. God is instructing them. God is counseling them. All my children are taught by the Lord and they will have great shalom. They will have great peace. Just declare that over their lives. They will have shalom. No matter what they face. There could be a lot of things going on, you know, around. A lot of things that disturb, disturb the peace and the uh, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the peace that the children need. But you declare, God's word says, they will have great shalom. They will have great peace. Speak that over your children, your family, your home. Amen? All right, why don't we just say it right now? Let's all say this together. Now, if you don't have children, just say it over the children you're going to have, if you're planning to have them, all right? Let's say this together. All my children are taught by the Lord, and they have great peace. They have great shalom. 
in their lives. Amen. Isaiah 59, verse 21, please. Isaiah 59, verse 21. Let's read it out loud together. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you, and my words which I put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and for evermore. Put it in plain English. God is saying, this is my covenant with you, my spirit that's upon you, the word I've given you will pass on to your children and to your children's children, meaning it's going to pass on. So you stand with that and say, God, the anointing you've given me, the revelation you've given me passes on to my children and to my children's children. My children and my grandchildren, they're going to walk in the anointing. They're going to walk in the revelation that you've given me. That's God's covenant. And if that wasn't the covenant in the Old Testament, it is surely so in the New. The New is better than the Old. Amen? So that's God's covenant. God's covenant for you, for your family, that you declare this over your children. Declare this over your home. God has spoken and His word is forever settled in heaven. Isaiah 61 verse 9. Isaiah 61 verse 9. Let's read it together please. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. So the context here is about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because of the anointing, what will happen? Your children will be known among the nations and they will, people will see them and say, these are children whom the Lord has blessed. So you declare that over your family. Declare that over each other. My children are known among the nations and they are seen as people whom God has blessed. God has blessed them. Declare that over your children. Isaiah 65, verses 21 to 23. Now, Isaiah 65 is speaking about the millennium, of life in the millennium. But remember, as the Bible tells us that we are taste of the things of the kingdom to come. That means we as believers have an early experience of the kingdom to come. That means if that's the way God wanted it in the millennium, you and I can have a foretaste of that uh, according to Hebrews 6. So let's read this with that in mind. Isaiah 65 verses 21 to 23. Let's read it out together, please. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruits. They shall not build and another inhabit they shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Look at verse 23. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. And you can take, you know, all of this, everything, this whole package and, and, and apply it for your own home and your family. But I'm just zeroing in on that part where it says you will not bring forth children for trouble. Your children are not going to be troublemakers. They're not going to cause trouble. And they are the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring for them. So you declare this, my children are blessed. 
They are a blessing. And they are people whom the Lord has blessed. Declare that. This is what God spoke, that it will be, life will be in the millennium. And you have a foretaste of it. He said, God, I'm tasting of it now. This is what I want to walk in. Now, just a couple of verses from Deuteronomy. You're still with me so far? All right. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, please. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And we look at verse number 4. It says, Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. So you declare your children as blessed. Even if we just take that simple part of that verse, it's enough. My children are blessed. God said under the old covenant, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. So said, my children are blessed. Blessed are the fruit of my body. Now, in that same chapter in Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 on to the end of that chapter, I think it's verse 66, are listed all, all the curses of the law. That means these are the things that happen for disobedience. These are things that will happen in your life. But the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That means I don't have, you and I don't have to live under this. And in the curses, you find some things. Now I'll just highlight two of these verses. What do we see under the curses? Deuteronomy 28, verse 32. One of the curses is this. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people. And your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long. And there shall be no strength in your hand. Paraphrase. Your sons and daughters will be taken away. And you'll be longing, waiting for them to come back. And you seem to have no control, no influence on their lives. But that's a curse. You don't have to live under that. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So he said, that will not be my portion. That will not happen. My children will not be taken away by any strange thing or any stranger. Now, that's one more verse. Isaiah 28, a part of the curse. Look at verse 41. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. That's a curse. You'll have sons and daughters, but they'll be enslaved by something else. Today, things that take children captive, drugs, alcohol, you know, all kinds of other things that, you know, take them captives. So you declare over your children. My children will not be taken away by strangers. They will not be enslaved by anything. They will not be cap taken captive by anything. That's a curse of the law. I'm redeemed from the curse. It, does, it has no place in my home. Are you listening? Right? This is God's word. So no place for the curse in my home. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. My children will not be taken away by strangers. And they will, not be, they will not go into captivity to anything. They are free from it. Amen? One last verse. Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Last verse of Scripture. Worship team, please come. Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Let's read it out together, please. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet... Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. 
And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, now this has a literal fulfillment during the tribulation when Elijah the prophet will physically come and do what he has to do. And part of his ministry at that time will be as described here. But we also understand, as, as Jesus spoke about in Matthew 17, he, there's a reference to the anointing, the anointing of Elijah. So in the last days, there's going to be this specific kind of moving of the Holy Spirit, the Elijah kind of anointing. What, is it, what does that anointing do, the work of the Spirit in that manner? Turn the heart of the fathers to the children, the heart of the children to the fathers. Or you can put it like this, the heart of the parents to the children, children to the parents. There's a connect that the Holy Spirit brings. So the anointing of God brings about a connection between the hearts of the parents to the children and the children to the parents. So you invite the work of the Holy Spirit. You declare, the Spirit of God turns the heart of my children towards me and my heart towards my children. Amen? In the world, there is so much of disconnect. You know, kids grow up and then parents become strangers and so all kinds of things happen. But you say, that's not the way it's going to be for me. The Holy Spirit is at work in my family. And He turns the heart of the children to the parents and the heart of the parents to the children. He's bringing us together. He's knitting our hearts together. He's giving us a good understanding and a good relationship. Because that's the anointing that will be released in the last days. God said. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. So you declare that for yourself and your family. Amen? So... What we've done today is very simple. We've just read scripture. We just read a lot of verses. Concerning the home, and this is not all the verses. There's a lot more in the Bible. Obviously, we can't read everything uh, in, in, in you know, 40 minutes or so. There's a lot more in scripture. But what I really want to impress on our heart is this. Regardless of who you are, you can be a teenager, a young person, single, married, whatever. You take the whole of the word of God and say, God, I want it fulfilled in my life. Now, maybe you've gone through a divorce and you're saying, you know, what next? Is there hope for me? Or am I just, you know, is my life ruined forever? No, 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 no. God is the God of new beginnings. He can give you this blessing. Whatever we've read right now, you can see it happen in your life. You can have a good family, a good home, a good marriage. You can have children. God is the God of new beginnings. He can do it again for you. He can do it for you. So don't say, okay, it's over. It's not over. There's a God of the Bible who can do wonderful things. Maybe you're going right now going through some difficulty in your marriage, your home, your family, or with your children. Don't give up. We all, there is no, per, I don't, I think I can say this with confidence. There's not one single perfect home here. We've all got our issues. Some have more issues than others. We've subscribed a lot more than others. But, you know. uh, but, Regardless of the degree of challenges, we've all got some challenges. But we all have to take hold of the same Bible. We all have to believe the same God. We all have the same promises. Say, just believe. Say, God, this is your word. Your word will not fail. Your word is truth. I want your word to be fulfilled in my life my home, my family, for my children, for my marriage. I want your word to fulfill. Your word is truth. 
And all God is asking, simple childlike faith. Just be a child. Just believe. God, I believe. Because it is you who has spoken. I've read it in the Bible. I will believe it. This is the way I want it for my family. This is the way I want it for my house. This is the way I want it for my children and my grandchildren. This is the way I want it. Just as it's written in your Bible, that's how I want it. Just believe. Amen. And God will work in different ways in our lives. He will work. He will do it. And you and I can enjoy what He's promised. God is no respecter of persons. He's not partial. He's good to everyone. Amen. Let's rise to our feet, please. And this morning, I understand that Many of us are in different, you know, we're all in different stages in life. We've gone through different experiences and I want to be respectful of that. We're not here to offend anybody. We're not here to hurt anybody. But you pray, depending on where you are, you pray and say, God, do this for me. I believe you can do this for me because it's in your word. If you're a young person and there's turmoil at home, don't give up. You pray for your family. How is God going to work? I don't know. That's how, that's, God will figure that out. But you pray and say, God, I want the voice of rejoicing. I want the voice of salvation in my home. I don't want my home to be uh, a place of conflict. You promised that your people will live in a peaceful dwelling in a secure dwelling, in a quiet resting place. That's what I want my home to be. You pray. God will hear your prayer for your family. He will intervene. He'll do something. You pray. I'm going to let the worship team just lead us. As we sing, please engage with God. Whatever situation of life you're in, we are respectful of that. Let God work. Let God work in your life. Shout Jesus from the mountain. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness. Every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name of Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountain and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Come on, let's lift it up.
Father, we just invite you, O oh God, to work in each of our lives, in each of our homes, in each of our families, our life situations. You're the God of new beginnings. You're the God who does new things. And so, Father God, in Jesus' name, we pray that there will be new beginnings. For those who may have seen the devastation and seen things that have broken their lives in some manner, let there be new beginnings because you are the God who makes all things new. You are the God who makes all things new. That you are the God who gives beauty for ashes. You are the God who turns our mourning into dancing. You remove our sackcloth and clothe us with gladness. So God, do it in the lives of those who have gone through some hard times and difficult times. Create new beginnings for your people. And Father, we pray for every home, every family. We declare that you bless the house of the righteous. That the house of the righteous stands. That in the house of the righteous, there is a voice of rejoicing and salvation. That we dwell in peaceful homes, in secure dwellings, in quiet resting places. That you are a wall of fire round about us. That the angel of the Lord encamps around us and delivers us. And Father, we speak of our children, our children, God. That you pour out your spirit upon them, the spirit of truth and the spirit of wisdom and understanding and counsel and knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And your blessing upon them. And Satan, we announce to you that you will not touch any of our children. Because the Bible says that our children are redeemed from the curse of the law. And the Bible says our children are sanctified unto God. And they will not be taken away by strangers. And they will not go into captivity to anything. But our children are the inheritance given to us by God. And they belong to God. They are a reward given to us by God. They bring us joy and blessing and honor. And our children are like arrows. They have been aimed and released to fulfill the purpose of God for their lives. And nothing will take them away from it. They will find their mark. They will reach their target. And we declare that our children will serve to advance the purpose of God's kingdom here on earth. That our children have victory and dominion over every enemy they face. Every spirit of fear and confusion. Every spirit of torment and oppression. Our children turn their enemies back at their gates. And we declare that the anointing God's given to us and His word that He's given to us passes on to our children and to our children's children. This is God's covenant with us. With each of us, our homes and our families. And let the covenant of God be established. And Father, we pray that each one of us will stand firm in faith. That we will resist the enemy being firm in faith. We will not give the enemy any opportunity in our homes, our families, 
marriages or in the lives of our children. We will stand firm. And truly God, let the house of the righteous flourish. Let the tents of the righteous flourish. And may our homes be a channel of your blessing to many others. We thank you, God. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Before we close, we want to take a moment just to give an opportunity for people to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Our life here on earth, as long as it may be, is short, is temporary. There's an eternity after this. There's a heaven that you and I can go to. Or there's a hell, and God doesn't want us to go there. But we end up there because of our sin. God doesn't want us to go to hell. The Bible says hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. You say, I don't believe in a hell. That doesn't make it, make it go away. It's still there. The Bible says it's there. It's a place of eternal torment. It's a place of separation from God. God didn't create hell for you and me. But we end up there because of our sin. But the good news of the Bible is this. For God so loved the world. He loved you. That he gave his only son Jesus. So whoever believes in him. Does not have to perish. But can have eternal life. That's the message of the Bible. This is not to threaten anybody. If you don't want to listen, you don't have to listen. But this is what the Bible says. That God so loved the world. That he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. But have eternal life. You don't have to go to an eternity in hell. You can go to an eternity with God in heaven. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. But we've got to believe. Jesus came to be the savior of the world. We've got to believe in Jesus. We've got to let him come into our lives. We've got to follow him and him alone. And if there's anyone here, you've never done this in your life before, but this morning you'd like to do it, I'm going to lead us in a quick prayer to help you make that decision to believe in Jesus, to spend an eternity with God in heaven. If you want to do this, you're most welcome to join me in this prayer. Nobody's compelling you but if you feel prompted inside you, you feel a desire inside you to do this, to follow Jesus, to believe in Jesus, just pray this prayer with me. If you've never done this before, say this with me, please. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins. Make me a child of God. And help me to follow you and you alone the rest of my life. Write my name in your book of life and give me the strength to live for you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Anybody, you pray this prayer with me for the very first time this morning. We want to celebrate with you. If you don't mind, could you raise your hand? Anybody here this morning? You prayed this prayer with me for the very first time in your life. Could you wave your hand at me, please? We just want to see your hand. Our ushers will come and give you a, a bag that we call a new believer's bag. Anybody here? Can I see your hand? There's one, one person, wonderful. God bless you. God bless you. Right here, right up in front. Anyone else? Anyone else? You prayed this prayer with me for the very first time. Can I please see your hands? Anybody else? Pray this prayer with me. Okay, there's at least one person right up here. Uh, please write your name on the card and just you can put your number there so that somebody from the office can call you and tell you how to use the resources in the back and it'll help you grow in your faith in Jesus. Okay, let's close. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.